0: What's up, y'all? She from Legacy Hustle here. I have a little request of you. If you truly appreciate what we're trying to do here and you enjoy the show, the sharing, the transparency, and the insights, as well as the inspiration we bring you with each and every episode, I need you to help us out as well by supporting. Go ahead and subscribe, like, comment, follow, and review as we work to get the word out to more people about the show. Also, please consider sharing the show with your entire network. Thank you. Enjoy the show. This is Legacy Hustle, a show that highlights and amplifies everyday people from the Black diaspora and the product or service that will either impact the generations that precede them, the generations that will follow them, or a specific targeted community between the two. We use the word legacy and duality, describing not only the solution that's been created, but also highlight the personal impact on the guest's own personal circles and family, given the wealth generation and creation. The show will explore what their business is, how they got it off the ground, and trials and tribulations experienced on their journey to legacy hustle in an effort to both inspire and educate you, our listeners, in terms of being able to motivate you to hopefully pursue your own. I'm Sheed. I'll be your host. And in this episode, we'll be talking to AV of AV Does What and University of Dope. AV and I went to school together many, many moons ago, uh, undergrad in Connecticut. Shout out to Central Connecticut State University. AV is a do-it-yourself expert and creator of avdoeswhat.com. What began as a traditional do-it-yourself blog has grown into a lifestyle platform that includes crafts, upcycled furniture, and, of course, pop culture. As a digital host for HGTV Handmade, along with appearances in Forbes, Bustle, The Pioneer Woman, and Buzzfeed, AB is determined to help thrifty millennials realize life is better when you do it yourself. A.V. is also the creator of University of Dope, an exciting and thought provoking card game that celebrates hip hop culture, the first of its kind. Let's get this episode started so you can hear straight from A.V. how she started on both of those paths and where they're at today. Today we have Av with us. Av, really appreciate you being here uh, to help our legacy hustlers appreciate and understand who you are, the dope things that you created, um, and just taking us on that journey. So, uh, we would thank want- you for having me. <laughs> no problem, of course. Thank you for being here. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Av? Does what and University of Dope?
1: Well. I um, mean, AV does what? I'm an influencer. So AV does what? A lot. I do a lot of things, but primarily it's DIY crafts. And I'm also a digital host for HGTV and University of Dope. It is a disrespectful party game for hip hop lovers. So I love to tell people to bring both together. It's if Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg had a baby, it would be me. Like that's that's, and then when I say it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It wraps up a nice clean bow.
0: (laughs) Let's take a step back, so let's dive a little bit more into AV, does what right? And I I really appreciate you know how you shared um, the idea of effectively Martha Stewart and Snoop Talk having a baby, and that'll be you. Your energy has always been lit, right? So for our listeners, A.V. and I uh, went to undergrad together. And so I've just seen her for many years, always bringing amazing energy, always thinking outside the box on a matter of different things. Right. So to see A.V. does what come into existence didn't surprise me. But what led to you saying, all right, you know what? I'm going to take this series of passions that I have and create this brand out of it.
1: Well, for AV Does What, I tell people I am an accidental influencer. When I started, influencer was not even a word. It wasn't a thing. TikTok didn't exist. Instagram was very, it was newer. And I, my background is in film and television. I did props and set decorating for 10 years. That's what I went to school for. That's where, you know, my focus was. And unfortunately, during those 10 years, my father passed away. And I needed to figure out my life and... Everyone will always ask me, like, "Av, what don't you do? Because you're always in something, just like how you just referred. Like, you're always just doing something. And it's like, what don't I do? Let's figure it out. Av does what? And it's, like I said, it's me figuring out life until, you know, well, you, no one ever has it figured out, right? So we can ride this thing to the end. But <laughs> with, um, with that, my, my father, he was in construction, taught me how to work with my hands. And like I mentioned, I was doing props and set decorating, so it just made sense. You know, I started a DIY blog. It wasn't to be an influencer, but people started doing my tutorials. And then more opportunities came. And it was just like, wait a minute. Okay, this is a thing. I can make a career out of this. OMG. And then it's kind of like been going on since since then. And with University of Dope, well, you didn't ask me that yet. So I'm going to wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to jump the gun.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. and And so just... Taking a step back and really sharing a little bit more in terms of the DIY stuff, what sort Mm of DIY stuff do you kind of portray or help people sort of understand how to do through AV Does What?
1: I mean, I like crafts that are approachable because I meet so many people who are, hey, I'm not creative like you. And they're already doing like negative self-talk. And it's just like, could you not? right? (laughs) Like we want you to be empowered enough to do things yourself. And, um, I love upcycling. So finding things on the curb, giving it a little razzle dazzle and making it to something else or just cleaning it up. Those are some of my favorite crafts. But in terms of like the energy of DIY, I like when people feel empowered enough to try something themselves, whether it's crocheting, knitting, even though those are two things I actually don't do. But embroidery, (laughs) (laughs) embroidery, um, glass etching, like there's so many different crafts that you can work on. And if you even if you try a craft and you're like, well, you know, this didn't really work out. It's so broad. You can find another one. So, yeah, yeah, just keeping that creative energy going.
0: I love it. I love it. And so, you know, be sure to check out her website in A B Please share your website for the audience.
1: AVDoesWhat.com. And also, I'm AVDoesWhat everywhere. All okay. social media platforms. A, as in always, V, as in victorious, and <laughs> does what? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So, when, when you go and check it out, you know, just as she's mentioning and she's talking about all these different forms of crafts and, and the ability to upcycle different things, you'll see a slew of those on there, right? Um, and so, there's no medium. There's nothing that's out there that I don't think that she um, has never tried, right? Like she does it all. So it's it's one of those things where it's very interesting to kind of experience and see that um, somebody has just embraced uh, the ability to, you know, just figure out how do I go about um, upcycling, creating something out of this thing that um, almost – others would not consider as anything. And then recreating it into something that's absolutely beautiful, absolutely useful. And there's a whole entire um, uh, stream of individuals that are out there that are interested in learning that. So if you're not familiar with the crafts world, um, definitely check that out. And so I think your creativity, your passion to just generate something out of seemingly nothing is also a part of what generated University of Dope. So talk a little bit about University of Dope and the genesis behind that.
1: Well, um, with, with University of Dope, my business partner, Marion, who we also went to, went to undergrad, undergrad together. yeah, Shout out. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Pep Squad, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> me, me and her, um, we, we were in Brooklyn. She came to visit me in, in Brooklyn. We went to go out to eat. And I don't know if anyone remembers the, the show Cash Cab. there was a game show called cash cab, cash cab. And she would always ask like, man, like I, um, are we going to get in a cash cab? It's like, no cash cabs do not come to Brooklyn. Right. Like that's like the show is is not, it doesn't happen. Right. (laughs) And, but I thought, you know, I'm like, wouldn't it be crazy if one of the questions were name all the members of En Vogue, right? Like, so this is where the original really like thought really came and we were like, no, there's too many of them. We don't know them. It's just like, it's like just Dawn, right. It's Dawn and them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe like a terry is there a terry yes so then on top of that thought since we figured we would have been put out the cash cab because of that said but what if they i asked her what if you were asked to name all the members of the wu-tang clan and i said could you do it and she said yeah i said well could you do it if you were drunk right if you've been drinking and she said yes i didn't believe her i still don't believe her we went, <laughs> we went back to my house um, and we Googled Wu-Tang drinking game because we figured the RZA had, like, they have cartoons and action figures. So, of course, they already had this. So, we wanted to buy it and it didn't exist. So, we made it up. So, we are our own target audience. And that's how University of Dope was born because I, I asked her if she can name all the members of the Wu-Tang Clan while under the influence.
0: OK, OK. And so as as you think about sort of that initial genesis of, of conversation and what led to y'all doing the research to see if something was out there and it wasn't there. How how did you really proceed from this being an idea and then beginning to write things on paper to actually generating and creating a game?
1: Uh, it's it's a lot of troubleshooting because neither one of us went to school for gaming you know, neither, I don't even know how to play spades. Spoiler alert. Right. So I know All right, I got I got to
0: go. We're going, cool. we're going to go in this show right now. I
1: that's know how to play spades. I don't. I don't. We Jamaican. Like I, we, dominoes. <laughs> that's it. No one in my family knows how to play spades. Like this is not a thing. <laughs> All
0: right. Okay. I'm so, going to let you slide. And next time I see you, we're going to actually learn how to play spades.
1: I'm over learning how to play spades. Um, I've given up, <laughs> but I appreciate it. I thank you for your <laughs> offer. I have University of Dope now. I'm bringing the vibe. You can play spade, like on the after. Yes, exactly. Fair enough. So, like I said, we didn't, we weren't necessarily in the gaming industry, right? We just, we were just two girls that like hip hop, and like we want this game, and you know, and that's kind of like how it started. And we were making up questions, and we didn't want it to be a trivia game, so we thought, oh, if it's majority rules, right, the the answers would always change because her and I. Just like how everyone else who plays and they had their debates, her and I have debates all the time. So, so it's like, okay, so this majority rules and answers will change depending on who you're, you're playing with. And when we started, we had a whole spreadsheet of rappers that we would like to include. And, and it also kind of like a marker how many times, we call it like the U-Dope algorithm. Like there's only so many times we can add Biggie in here. So we have, Or there's only so many times that we can do like M or Tupac or whoever else. So it's like that whole system. But when we first had it on a spreadsheet, we had a friend of mine kind of like, Hey, come through, we're gonna just like, test it out on a spreadsheet. And he's a hip hop head, like and he was from like overseas too. So he's like one of those who like literally like, reads it like books, right? And we realized it was too hard. Like, uh, like he was having a great time. But we're like, we want to sell this game. Like, this was not, it's not flashcards. This is a drinking game, right? Right, right. <laughs> we're we are not trying you, to get you are not mean, we're studying not,
0: for a PhD in hip hop.
1: Exactly. Like, we're, <laughs> we're not opposed to being, you know, contracted by the Department of Education, but that was not our first thought <laughs> coming out of this, right? Yep. <laughs> so, we've we had to like test the game and have people play it and, you know, see how people play it in other like age groups and seeing like, okay, so we can tell people all right, this is a good like age group for this. And this works best in this area and knowing like, okay, maybe we need to add more people from different, um, different regions just to give it a little bit more um, diversity. But we do plan on coming out with regional packs to add to that because we're Northeasterners and I'm a New Yorker. So it's like, it's going to have its Has that slight bias, more. right? Yeah. yeah.
0: So it sounds like you really started hitting the ground and taking that idea from the phase and point where it was just a fun idea after you all have been out on the town to um, actually beginning to draft out the different questions and and some of the different things that people could be asked or or shared um, to beginning to test it in different markets and actually okay. see, all right, what are people saying? How are they responding to it? What could we tweak? But still, how did you get from that point to actually creating the game? So when I say creating the game, meaning uh-huh. how did you find a place to actually start printing this stuff? How did you decide how it was going to be shaped? Uh, if you take a look over my shoulder, you'll see I have the OG card deck. Mm-hmm. And I know that um, it's gone through some iterations now, but would just love to understand what led to the creation of that card deck.
1: Well, I will say it's a, it's a lot of... Playing to the strengths of your team, right? So Marion does the operations. So she looks for the manufacturer. She looks for the quality of like, she can like feel the card and it's like, you know, it's like (laughs) card science now, right? (laughs) She knows like how it flips and feels. She does all of that. And um, I do the press. I do the social media and we all pull together to create questions. Of course, when they get a little bit more outrageous, it's me because I'm just an outrageous person. So <laughs> that is, those, those are our strengths. And since since our the beginning, it was me, Marion, and another friend of ours named uh, Martina. And she is our graphic designer. So all of the design elements that you see, those are all her. And we all brainstormed together. And when we first were beginning this, I locked us, all three of us in a room, <laughs> and it was like, this is what we're doing today, right? And it was very much like, you know, like in a room. The room had a bathroom attached and there was like an exit, right? So this is this is what we're going to do. We're going to figure this out. And before we we wanted to, we decided university because we went to college together. So that's the university part. Also, our company is named Vance Hall. And if you know, you know, right? But Vance Hall is the dorm where we met at. So we wanted people, when they played our game, because I'm good at like branding, so I wanted, we wanted when people played our game to that feeling you had like your sophomore year, regardless of who, who, whatever era you went to school in your sophomore year in college, wherever you were, we wanted you to feel that, that, that fun yep. that you had sophomore year, that feeling. Cause freshmen, you might have had some angst junior and senior. You're thinking about internship and in the future sophomore year. You have your feet on the ground. You are happy. You are, well, I can't say everybody's happy, but Generally, <laughs> you're happy and you're comfortable and you're just having fun with your friends. That's how we wanted people to feel. Between that or wherever you were when T-Pain first came out. So uh, <laughs> that's how we wanted you to feel. So for those of you like, I didn't go to college. So where were you when buy you a drink was popping? That, that feeling, that's what we want. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. All right, though. So you were able to find and identify, you know, a manufacturer, started producing it. Um, you spoke about being really good at branding. How did you start marketing? How did you start getting the word out for the game?
1: So fortunately, because of things I was already doing with aV does what? by the time we started University of dope, a B does what was about three to four years old. So I already had some connections with press. I already was meeting people because of various things. It's like, oh, well, I have this thing. can you can you write about it and Self-promotion, people are like, oh, people who may not have been interested in DIY, they're like, but I like hip hop and this car game seems cool. So that's kind of like how that went in the beginnings of, you know, like press and such like that.
0: OK, OK. So in, in as you reflect and think about the journey that you all have been on uh, thus far with with University of Dope, what is the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome as you reflect on that?
1: For me, uh, the second year, our first year was great. Or the second year, I hit like a mean bout of depression, right? And that will take you out. That will take you out. Uh, we, you know, we always talk about like mental health and things like that. And things around me were going very well, and it was like almost like crashing in in a sense where you feel depressed and you're literally. You're going to just watch these things fail, right? You're going to just literally like, like like you're looking out the window, like kids playing outside or something like that. Yeah. So that was a very difficult time for both businesses because people would want to reach out and want to do things. And I'm just like, I guess, <laughs> right? And mm-hmm. that is, um, it is unfortunate. But that was, I think, for me, the biggest obstacle. Yeah.
0: In And how did you overcome it um, in Therapy. terms of just... Therapy.
1: therapy yeah <laughs> go sit in somebody's chair go. <laughs> that's, that's the that is the word of the day i am not i am pro therapy i think everyone needs to sit in somebody's chair at some point um just yeah. to keep yourself sharp you know i still go now and i'm way beyond it because this was years ago um so this is about like four years ago now but you always have to keep yourself sharp because you're going as you're elevating you're going to reach new successes and new challenges yeah. and who knows what those challenges could bring, but you just want to be prepared when you get there because it's coming, you know? So you got to just keep on keeping on.
0: Yeah. So, so what you're hearing um, and I hope you're all really reflecting on some of the words of wisdom that, that are coming forth from AV is ensuring that, you know, you you protect your mental health. Um, and so if you recognize that something is off or you're not feeling right, seek out that professional help to be able to work through that. Um, and, and you heard it, right? Things were in a really good place. Things were going smoothly. Um, so sometimes it's, it's recognizing where you personally have these things that are going on and being able to say, okay, I need to take a moment, recalibrate for myself so I can come back into this and really focus and hunger down. And that is okay, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Make certain, again, you're looking out for your mental I appreciate you for sharing and being so transparent with that AV.
1: No problem.
0: As you reflect on either AV does what or university of dope. Can you share some of the sacrifices that you've had to make to establish and and sort of build up your businesses?
1: Um, I think the biggest sacrifice I've had to make is I haven't had the chance to travel as much. Um, I used to travel way more like before university of dope happened Um, and just You know, you want to maintain your finances and just time, right? So I think those might have been like my biggest sacrifices. I've always freelanced and I mean, I don't have children or so certain, I don't want to call them liabilities because I don't want anyone to like cancel you for calling people's kids liabilities. But no, you know, it's just certain responsibilities. There you go. Let me clean that up. It's (laughs) a responsibilities that I don't have. So I can balance certain things that maybe your audience um, may have to, to balance. Right. But um, making sure my mental health was just like most important thing. So anything else, the sacrifices were kind of like light in a sense, but not as I think about it, I think it's more so like not traveling as much. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I, sort of shared earlier with the audience what the og decks look like Mm -hmm. did you want to reflect and share sort of what they look like today
1: pow 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 (laughs) yeah this is our deck
0: what led to the revamping and recreation of it
1: well the quarantine the pandemic we wanted to begin. we were beginning to rebrand because we just like we wanted something better or something new and you know, all of the, all of those things. But ironically, right when we decided to start doing that, they were like, Hey, we're not shipping anything from overseas anymore. Mm. <laughs> so, but what we had to pivot and I know that was a really heavy buzzword in, in 2020, but we did have to, to pivot and we created the university of dope game show. And that blew a lot of things out of the water for us. So it's a virtual game show. And people, they're like, there's contestants on the screen and we stream to our Facebook and our YouTube and people can get the questions on their phone. So you can play at home against the people who are on the screen. And it's formatted just like the game, but just in a virtual Jeopardy style kind of thing. Okay. So
0: Tama, I didn't even really know about this. So is this um, a service that you and the team are putting out there where people can hire you to come in and do
1: this game show. so that that came from that. Okay. So for first when we first started it was literally just we couldn't do game nights anymore. We used to do game nights all over the city and nobody's meeting up for game nights. You can't go anywhere because of quarantine, but we right. we still have a business and we need to sell these games. So the game show was essentially press for us, you know, content marketing. And then, it. so
0: it was like a TV show. You tune into it, you're able yes. to watch and enjoy kind of what's going on, and you
1: would know what's going on. For those who never even played the game, they're like, "Oh, I can have play this game at home," and we would sell the game. So it started off as content marketing, but it expanded into providing a service. So we've done for corporate events like Time Magazine, Sony, Bleacher Report, tons of private events. So that created a whole new revenu- revenue stream for us from that.
0: I love it. I love it. And so are you still engaged in that? Yes. People are interested. Okay, awesome.
1: So we we, And Black History Month, right? Like get your boss to pay for it, you know?
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. So if people are interested, right, you know, they work somewhere in general or they want to set it up for their friends group or Mm -hmm. family group, whatever it may be, how would they go about setting that up with you and your team?
1: Events at universityofdope.com.
0: All right. So this you heard out. it. Events at university I'll make yeah. sure I drop that into the uh description for the show as well so you can reference it there later on.
1: Yes. All
0: right, dope. So what's the vision for the future? Right. As you sit back and reflect upon, you know, you shared and thank you for being vulnerable and sharing um the motivation in terms of your father really being able to um help you understand what it means to work with your hands and and how it really led to you just really being able to look at anything and figure out how you make something out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, where do you see the vision of AB does what and the game going from here where it's at currently?
1: Okay. Well, AB does what I'd made the decision late 2021 to get into acting. Actually, Yeah. Acting and hosting. I mean, I do hosting anyway, but with those opportunities, like with HGTV, they came to me. You know, I know that sounds very like humble brag, but (laughs) I didn't apply for that. Yeah. they, yeah, they, They came to me and I'm like, okay, so what would this look like if I went after certain opportunities and how do I go about that? So I've been speaking to people that I know who who do the whole audition stuff and casting, so they've been helping me to, you know, figure it out, and they're like, yeah, you kind of have like a head uh, you kind of have a what's the word I'm looking for, like a head start there you go, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) like a head start because I have a reel and all of of those things, but I love like Kiki Palmer's career, right Steve Harvey's career, like these are great careers, Ryan Seacrest and they show up being themselves I mean, Ryan and Steve don't necessarily act as much, but I am a funny person. So I was like, I want to see, like, what don't you do, AV? And it's like, let's figure it out. After this, I can have an Emmy. Who knows? <laughs> right? That's speak the goal.
0: Speaking in the B's. Having, is, is
1: having an Emmy and a lake house is definitely my, one of, you know, two of my goals. So yeah. those are, that's where I want to go into and in more producing, producing lifestyle content because there are so many, being in a lifestyle content space, there are a lot of voices that are not, you know readily accessible and this is not even just like race based right like if you think of the home improvement shows they're usually homeowners what about the people who rent and they want to have a better living situation or what about travel shows and people who are not able bodied how do they travel you know so i want to get into producing but this is kind of like the main focus but that is like the overarching ideas for ab does what kind of like how debbie allen's career is like she just does what she wants like debbie allen wakes up and says <laughs> This one, you know, what? I want to dance with the president. And that's what she does. And then she's like, <laughs> I want to direct episodes of Scandal. And that's what she does. She goes on yeah. a show with LL Cool J. That's what she does. She does what she wants. <laughs> and then on yeah. top of it, she's Felicia Rashad's sister. Like She gets to do what she wants.
0: Hilarious. If y'all recall at the top of the show, I, I really emphasized how much um, AV is the sort of individual who takes vision, and she just goes after it, right? Um, A big part of what you're hearing in terms of her journey and how it's evolved and and where she wants to continue going uh, has been her consistency, right? Her consistency to develop the content that she's putting out there around AV does what um, led to, as you heard from her, the ability for HGTV to reach out to her because they saw all that stuff that she was doing in a vein that she was passionate about. Mm -hmm. So just start, get into it. Um, And I'll be very transparent with my own personal experience. This show has been something that's been over five years in the making. um, And I have just sat on it for a long, long time. Um, A.V. and I actually spoke five years ago um, to really talk about some of these different things that she's doing now. And she has been doing over that course of time. And you see how much. Um, her trajectory is just taken off and it continues to open doors for her. And the same can happen for you. The ability to begin creating, begin building, begin pursuing your passions in whatever way that means for you. As you start doing it, people take notice and that will help you catapult to where you're trying to get to and even open doors you never even thought about before. Mm-hmm. So, Avi, thank you so much for being able to share that. We're going to transition now into the five minute hustle. All
1: right. So want
0: to be able, what was that? I said, all right. All right. So I want to be able to talk to you about a few different things that, um, our listeners will be able to take nuggets of wisdom away from that. So what do you think for you? And I struggle, you know, just trying to think of a, a response for you, but hopefully you have one. What do you think for you initially held you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Um, I, Nothing. Really? It was just <laughs> 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 Nothing. It was, you know, I made it's about for me it's about being intentional. So, when I was like 12, I made the decision I never wanted to wear a suit to work. Like that was just my thought. Whatever was going to happen after that, that's what was going to happen. And I haven't, right? So, but of course, as you get older, you you know, you get more mature uh, with your thoughts and things like that, but yeah, nothing really stopped me. I just knew it's what I wanted to do and that's it. Really. I
0: yeah. love it. I love it. So, yeah, you know, what you're hearing from her is that she's always been focused on pursuing whatever it was that she was interested in, in sort of working towards. Right. Um, what's the best business advice you've ever received?
1: I don't know if it's necessarily business advice, but it inspires me. And that's Nike. Um, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> People <laughs> ask about like, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> There's there there is no situation where, especially with business, where just do it doesn't apply. Cause you have even if it's gonna fail, you have to do it. So you know it fails. You know, and you you just described about sitting on an idea for five years. Before we were starting University of Dope, we we sat on it, we thought of the idea and we sat on it for months. And then, unfortunately, um, Marion's cousin passed away. He went to Central as well. And he was really, like, interested about it. So it, it kind of put the fire under us. And then we got it done in maybe, like, three months. So it took a year to date, like, the idea to the, for, the, for the box in hand, like the prototype. But just do it. Because we you were going to sit it. on it. We both had, you know, respective careers that we could have just done and stayed doing that. But we didn't want the idea to go to waste. So just do it.
0: it. I love it. And, and this is thematically, you know, just spot on with what you've been hearing from AV since the top. What business book, magazine, podcast, et cetera, um, that you have in your mind that you think um, has helped you to get to where you're at that you think would be beneficial for others to tap into as well?
1: Um, there's moguls that I look to that I like and I just watch their moves. So Martha Stewart. Uh, of course there's oprah of course and then there's sir richard branson um you know for those of you don't know him creator of virgin everything and with him what i love is that he is out of the box thinker he's one of those like i want to do it i'm going to do it and if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't i want to fly to space i know people are feeling kind of weird about flying to space now but when he first said it it sounded cool Right? <laughs> now, you know, when Bezos is doing it, it's like, oh, could you not be a villain? But <laughs> but sure, Richard Brands, and it was like, oh man, this guy is cool. Yeah. <laughs> so that like with that with him and just doing different things. So that's that's what I do. But in terms of like more tangible resources, there's business insider for I, I read more stuff about influencer marketing. So there, there's a resource that I use called later.com. That is a scheduling app for Instagram and Facebook, but they also have a lot of articles to talk about influencer marketing for those who may be interested in participating or hiring influencers.
0: Run that one more time. What is it called?
1: Later.com.
0: L-A-T-E-R? Mm-hmm. All right. Like later. Like, see you later. Okay. Yeah. And then my my last question was really around a favorite online tool application or internet resource in mm-hmm. later.com sounds like a really good one, because you said it both helps you in terms of your your business um, with being able to work across multiple platforms, and it provides great insights to you. Are are there any others that you'd like to share with the masses?
1: That I'm thinking off the top of my head? Uh, no, I, I, I can't think of one. Yeah. Like I said, I just look at people. I like to mirror what they're doing and kind of like see what they did. Like books are cool, but you made this move today. I want to see how let me kind of backtrack and see how you got there by actually watching people's careers that i w- that I would like to have.
0: Dig it. so let me back into it and find uh, a different one then. as you think about the stuff you produce for A v does what? Mm-hmm. how do you know what's hot, what's next, what your audience would love to see? Um, so that you're putting out content that people are truly tapping into leveraging and really gaining the insights that they, they seek to,
1: Pinterest. to create, um, Pinterest. Pinterest is good to look up things. And also cause they, everyone doesn't use Pinterest as a service, but they do at the beginning of the year, like the same time when Pantone comes out with their color of the year, Pinterest comes out with different trends. And those are the trends people see not only in crafts, but just different things in lifestyle. And I've, they've been spot on for like the last couple of years on you know ideas and moods that the country and different parts of the world will kind of be like invested in so you can kind of tailor your business to to reflect those moods people are into cuz like there was a time where everyone's into like baking bread because we're all in the house so <laughs> man, you know it, it, i still it, got some packets
0: yeah. of yeast i exactly used
1: yet. so <laughs> Yeah, so they do a lot of research with that. So their Pinterest trends are really, like I said, spot on.
0: Okay. All right. AV, I really appreciate, one, the energy with which you show up with, the transparency that you've really um, shown our our listeners today, Um, and then just that mentality of not fearing and just going after it as you so eloquently put, you know, Nike's quote of just do, it. Just do um, it. And so thank you for constantly being consistent with that and modeling that in so many different ways um, in both your personal life, in your business life. I have a lot of respect, time and energy for you because of it. Do you have any words of closing that you'd like to leave our listeners with?
1: Um, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to like this is about execution. There's so many ideas that we have and. You're just overthinking. Stop overthinking. Just do it. So for instance, this is what I will leave you all, right? My nephew, my nephew is 11 years old and he has 1300 followers on TikTok. My nephew, he wears a mask and he doesn't even speak. He just creates the content, right? And I'm like, I'm going to just do it (laughs) because (laughs) he's 11. And and what's funny is when I talk about him saying that, the posts, people... React to the post. So I'm like, I'm getting followers just talking about you. You're like a legend. He's an icon living, right? <laughs> <laughs> he just does it. And then he tells, he, he has like a squad. It's it's crazy. And <laughs> he told them like, oh yeah. you know, He even not tell them because he doesn't speak on there. He said, if I get the 2K, well, when I get the 2K, I'll do a voice reveal. A voice reveal? The audacity. <laughs> and I think the audacity is hereditary, so I'm glad I'm doing my part in the village. So, <laughs> so yeah, have the audacity of my, my nephew, the boldness. And there's people in the comments like, we got to get the 2K, you know, because they want to hear his voice. Right they, right. they don't even know. They know ah, <laughs> I love it. But just do it. it. And he's yeah. just doing it.
0: I really appreciate you again. Thank you so much. Uh, we're all rooting for you uh, to get your Emmy as you so uh, shared us Thank with you. us your goals. Thank you again for your time and creating a space for us.
1: I appreciate you all. And I appreciate you. Hi.
0: <laughs> What's up, Legacy Hustlers? I hope your cup is
1: overflowing
0: with inspiration, motivation and knowledge after listening to our guests today. And if it was, don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, comment, and share with your friends so we can continue to grow the base of the listeners. Shoutouts to Chris from Sideline Records for always producing an amazing episode. Jonathan Leonard, we see you. Thank you for the uh, intro music. And to our listeners, until the next time we connect, please don't get in your own way in the pursuit of your dreams.